0: Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live at our 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m. services, or connect with us on Facebook. Good morning. Merry Christmas. It is such a joy to see you here and uh, man, I uh, always get excited as we celebrate this time of year and uh, it's always fun to do it with friends together celebrating the wonder of this season. In Luke chapter 2, if you have your Bibles, you would expect that we would go to Luke chapter 2 today as uh, we look at the Christmas story, but I want to I move beyond just the first portion of Jesus being announced to the shepherds that the angels came and said the announcement that the, the Messiah has come. And they said how to find him, and of course the shepherds go and they find him. But I want to look towards the end of this and look at a man named Simeon today. And I want to share a message in the wonder and the waiting. And so I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know what it is that you might be waiting for. You might be, uh, be filled with the excitement that the gifts are wrapped and they're just waiting to be opened. The meals are prepped, they're just waiting to be eaten. The guests are invited, they're just waiting to be hosted. That all the plans and everything comes together for this moment, for this time. It all points to this occasion and this this moment in time. It is the most wonderful time of the year, but what is not wonderful is waiting. How many have found out waiting is not always the most fun? And I want to talk today the wonder that is in waiting. So good to have our 212 kids or our faith kids with us today and uh, our, our kids' ministry that's hanging out with us uh, this morning and involved in this service as well. Luke chapter 2, would you stand with me as we look at this word together and uh, reading from Luke chapter 2, verse 25. You can follow along on your, your app, your Bible, or on the screen as well. Here's what it says, verse 25. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Eagerly waiting. Eagerly waiting. I don't know what you're eagerly waiting for. I don't know if you're waiting. You're you're waiting for something to be set in order. You're waiting for something to be worked out. You're waiting for something to come through. I don't know what your waiting is. But here is, is Simeon, and he's waiting for the Messiah to come and to rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. Just as you have promised. There is a great blessing to be able to live in peace. But there is also a great blessing to be able to die in peace. To know this hope that we have. To have peace that surrounds us. Verse 30. I have seen your salvation. Which you have prepared for all people. Aren't you glad this just wasn't for the Jews? It Just wasn't for the people of that time. But for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people Israel. And he is Jesus Christ. God with us, Emmanuel. Aren't you thankful that he is God with us today, that he is here in our midst. His promises are at work in us today. Father, thank you for your promise. I pray, Lord, that it would, it would uh, come alive in our heart. Thank you for the truth of your word, the season that we celebrate. God, I pray beyond the lights, beyond the gift wrapping, uh, Lord, beyond the, the, the fellowships, God, let the wonder be found in this amazement that God has come, in flesh. God incarnate. God who came in flesh and dwells among us. Thank you for your salvation that you give us today. We pray your blessing upon our time and this season as we celebrate in Jesus' name. Would you just say amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The wonder in the waiting. Waiting. There's two things that you recognize in life, waiting is not something that you decide to do. Uh, waiting is something that you make a decision or willingness to learn. It's not a question of will you have to wait. The question is will we learn how to wait. It's not a question of will we have to wait on things in life. It's will we learn how to How to wait? Well, we learn the process of of waiting and and going through the, the season of what God is wanting to work inside of our lives. Here's the wonder in the waiting is, number one, not only is there a wonder in the waiting that we believe in God, that there's good things that we're waiting on, that there's something good that is coming, but not only is something good on the way, but something wonderful is happening on the inside of us as we wait. Every single one of us want to have good character. How many want to be married to someone with a good character? How many want your spouse to be married to someone who has good character? How many want your children to grow up and to have character about them? We want to be people who are in fellowship. How many want to work for someone who has good character? How many want your boss, your people around you to be people of good character? You know the two things that really develop our character in life are suffering and waiting. These are the two greatest life teachers that really develop our character. When we are people who go through suffering... How many know you learn the toughest things when you go through suffering? You don't learn the most when everything goes the way you want it to be. You know, honestly, the best teachers in your school were the teachers that made you do the most. The teachers that you liked the most Maybe the the teachers that that you like the most, I don't know what all you might get from that, but sometimes the ones that bother us the most might be the ones who called us to the most responsibility, who called the most out of us. That suffering becomes a place of development and develops our character, but along with it, second to it, is waiting. And waiting is a difficult thing. Waiting isn't, isn't something that we're, we're prone to. In fact, we try to find the systems and the ways of getting out of waiting. I enjoy getting out of waiting because I will download apps, and specifically one to Texas Roadhouse, and I will tell them that I'm coming and to save me a seat because I don't want to have to wait when I get there. We try to find the system of getting out of waiting. And and I realize some of it is for the sake of time management. We can make more use of our time. I mean, why wait if you don't have to? But yet at the same time, if our character is developed by the ability to wait, how well are we developing? In fact, I stopped and asked myself preparing for this. It was a number of weeks ago as I was looking at this scripture and, and thinking of this day as we'd be gathering. And I asked myself, how many places am I having to wait? Because what I have really have done is I've gotten so good at not having to wait that I've eliminated the need to wait sometimes. And I eliminate it sometimes in the practical, and I realize sometimes it works, it's beneficial that way. But you and I understand that sometimes we do whatever we can to find the most convenient and the less restrictive way of moving around, getting things done, and we're not always good at waiting. Here is Simeon who some say is over 100 years old. Simeon, who has been waiting, he's serving as a prophet, and he's waiting for the Messiah. He is a prophet of prophets and a line of prophets. He's heard the message. In fact, the message he's heard is longer and older than him. He would have heard the message that came down from Isaiah when Isaiah said these words that the waiting will come to an end. He's saying that hope will come and hope will arrive because there will be a moment in time that a child will be born. And when that child is born, that there is the hope that will come to the world. And he says for unto us a child is given. A son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders. And everyone waited for this moment. Here is Simeon speaking in the line of prophets. But Simeon is now 700 years after after Isaiah's words that are written. And the words that we talk about. 700 years in the waiting. If not longer. And Simeon for all of his life is waiting. But Simeon learned the ability to wait he learned how to wait you see because waiting isn't a natural a natural desire we don't naturally desire to wait i mean i found this out early not only do i know i don't like to wait but it's from the very instinct of life when we had kids and we would want to of course to have time to have the kids eat when it was more inconvenient. How many know that as babies they didn't want to wait and they let you know they didn't want to wait because they'd cry and not be quiet until they got what they want. How many know what it's like to live with a baby? Don't point to anybody. I'm not asking you to it's our natural instinct that we don't like to wait. We don't we're not prone in that regard. It's our it's not our natural desire but it does become a spiritual discipline that whenever we learn to wait and we'll learn to allow the wonder of what God is wanting to do that it develops. What are some things in our lives that God is wanting to do and if we learn to just step back and let it develop? That we learn to allow it to process. Here is Simeon and he is now holding on to a promise and he's held on to a promise for a long time and now at a ripe, mature, not as young as he used to be age, he's now holding in his hands salvation. He's looking for salvation as every other prophet has been speaking of and looking for. Because every other people in Jerusalem and the Jews as they've gone from Jerusalem different places, they've all been looking for the Messiah to come and to rescue them. They've been waiting for the one who would rescue them because the oppression would come against them. Rome, in this case, was, was coming against them and causing persecution and coming against their ways and taxing them and putting burdens and, and bondage and things upon them. All the way back to when it was Egypt in, in the, the years of Moses. All the oppression, all the weight, they've waited for a Messiah. Someone would come. Here is Simeon, and he is now holding in his arms the baby who is called the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And what's noticeable is this, that here is Simeon. He says these words. He says, I have seen your salvation. He says, your servant, let your servant die in peace just as you promised. This word die, of course, if you were to look at it, you say, what's it mean to die? It means to die. But deeper than just dying, there's actually a word that that really would better articulate the meaning of this to die, and it is this to depart. Because how many know that even when you die, you don't just end, you depart one place and arrive to another. That there's a there's a departing. It's not just it's not just leaving or it's not just coming to an end. It literally is a departing. And here's what he says what he would literally say, and some translations would say it this way let your servant depart in peace. I can now depart in peace because my eyes have seen your salvation but you know what's interesting his eyes did not his eyes saw salvation but he did not experience salvation while he is holding Jesus in the temple this baby Jesus how many know that Roman Rome is still oppressing There's still opposition coming against them. There's still taxation. There's still just a bondage and a heaviness and a yoke that's around them because when we hold on to the hope, it doesn't mean our circumstances change, but it means our perspective gives way to something great, that we hold on to something that is in motion, that it's in process. It's in process. I'm so thankful today that I can hold on to the one who is in process. How many know that when something is in process, there's something to look forward to? I don't know if you realize today that God. is at work in your life and what he wants to do in your life, it may not be where you want it now, but when you hold on to the promise of who Jesus is, he is always in process and bringing you somewhere along the way. Look at your neighbor this morning. Tell him I'm in process. You know what it's like to be in process? Like that online order that you made for you that person, that gift and you wanted it to arrive just on time and you're not sure it would get here on time, but you kept looking at that tracking number to see where it was, the process of where it's going. You looked to see where it when it left the warehouse, you looked to see when it got to this place and you kept looking for that place because it's in process. As long it's in as it's in process, you feel like there's hope. But if there's no idea to recognize the process, it feels like there's nothing that's working, nothing's going on. You're in process, and you're holding on. The hope has come into the world. His name is Jesus, and if you take hold of him today, you will recognize that he is in process, that he's working in your life, working all things together for good, that he is at work inside of each and every one of us. It's in process. A couple years ago, I I, um, got excited about a TV that was on sale, and so I braved the Black Friday crowd. There are times that you go intentionally, and other times you just go just to see the mayhem and the chaos. Although I feel like that's going to become a little archaic, because how many know online shopping has now changed what that does? So it's not as crazy as it used to be. So, so some of us are going to be telling our kids, I remember back when I used to go, there used to be a lot of people at the stores, The kids are like, why would you go to the store? You could just go online and do it like that. That'll show your age, so get ready for that. I went this one year excited to get a 32-inch television, people. This was my first flat-screen TV. I could not wait to get a deal on a 32-inch television because now I would be able to have a TV that would be against the wall and not have to take up five feet from the wall to be able to see the picture. I was waiting for this moment. Of course, I go into the store. It's crazed. There's people all over the place. I finally find where that TV is, and when I get in line for the TV, I'm standing in line, and I'm a little discouraged as I get closer because I'm not seeing people walk away with TVs. While I'm in line, I'm standing there thinking, I hope I didn't miss it. I hope I get a TV. I hope this works. I wonder if there's going to be one. I don't even know if I'll get it. I'm not panicking because it's just a TV. But come on, let's be real. If your eyes are set on something, your heart's set on something, how many know your intent and you want that? And so I'm looking for it. I want to get it. I want to find it. I want to make sure I get one. I don't know if I'm going to find it. When I get there and it's my turn, I get to the to the lady that's standing there and she hands me a A slip of paper. I for a moment think I did not stand in line for a piece of paper. I wanted a television. But when I read that piece of paper, it was a voucher that said, if you come back at this time on this date, you will get a TV for this price. All of a sudden, I may not have gotten it at the moment, but all of a sudden, I had a sense of peace and confidence. You know why? Because I held something that was not yet but was in process and on its way. There are There is a hope and a process in our life that God is working in our life. And when you know the relationship with Jesus Christ, you hold on to his word that he's doing something in your life. It might not be now, but wait on it. Just wait for it. Just wait. If you wait and learn how to wait, not only will you discover something great that God is doing, but you'll become something great that God wants to do on the inside of you. It will not only be greatness that you find, but God will do something great on the inside of you. How many know God has designed you not just to receive something, great, but to become something great in the world that God has called you. To become great in your marriage, to become great in your workplace, to become great in your community, in the school, in the place that you are. When we learn to wait in the presence of God, when we learn to take a hold of his word, not only does he promise to bring something great to us, but he does something great on the inside of us. How many want to be married to somebody who has character? How many want to raise children who have character? How many want to work for someone who has character? It's this process of learning to wait. When we learn the wonder of waiting, that God is up to something, here's what Simeon says. Simeon says these words. He says, my eyes have seen your salvation. You can let me depart in peace. You can let me depart in peace because the only thing I need, I already know that I have a promise and a hope because I have seen the Messiah. And then he makes this statement. He says of Jesus, he will be a light revealing God to the world. He will be a light revealing God to the world and what he's saying you know what it's like that when you shine the light and when you shine the light on something you get to see more detail can I shine a little light this morning I want to just give you a couple things if you're taking notes you can write this down on the back of your bulletin or on your kids back of his shirt or whatever if you're holding one and I want to give you just a couple things this morning here's number one I want to shine the light of, of to reveal God here's what you need to know number one is this That God created you or made you with a purpose or with a promise. He made you with a promise. He made you a promise. Here's the promise. The promise is this, that you and I will live forever. He put eternity on the inside of us. You and I are going to live forever. Here's the good news of why that's good news. It's good news because no matter what you feel right now, this is not the end. This is just for a moment. This waiting that you're going through is just for a moment. There's a promise that God has. He created you with a promise. He promised eternity for you to know him, to be in relationship with him. He promised and he made, he made you a promise. Number two. Number two is this that life is according to plan. Now I realize that this can be hard sometimes because there's a lot of things that have happened in our world that are not according to our plan. And we don't completely understand it. And I don't know that it's always things that God desires, but God does allow. He's sovereign. I've got to believe that even in the tough the tough places the difficult situations that God is still in control. God does not lose control because things don't go to our best favor or our desire or to our our wanted end, but God is still working. He is greater than whatever your setback. Let me tell you why it's important to know that everything works according to plan because no matter what your setback it's not your destiny. Your setback is just a moment that God is able to work in your circumstance in your situation that there's still something ahead of you. It doesn't matter where your current status is in your marriage, in your, in, your, in your family, in your relationship. If you're waiting for peace, I want you to know today, quit waiting for peace. Take a hold of the one who is peace. Don't quit waiting for joy. Take a hold of the one who is joy. Allow that to become something in your life right now to know that he's working all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to their purposes. Life works according to plan. It might not be your plan, but it's, it's something for us to learn how to let God take control and allow God's work to be done in our life. Because God's not done working. Do you know that today? He's not done working. How could Simeon hold on and say, let me die in peace because here's hope. He's holding a baby. How many know he knew, hey, this baby's not going to be a baby forever. This baby's going to reach a point in time. This baby's going to become a man. And I don't know what the whole story is, but this man is going to redeem and bring salvation And Simeon would even admit to you, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't completely understand how it's all going to work, but I know it's at work and it's working. It's in process. This is number three. Give me the last one. The last one is this. And that is this, that the best is in process. That when you shine the light, you, God made you a promise. God is, is, is working or life is working according to plan. His plan is always above the chaos. You might have chaos going on in your life, but God knows how to bring order and how to bring good things out of whatever chaos you're in. And lastly, the best is in process. Wherever you are today, God's got something better for you tomorrow. God has greater things in store for your life. This is not the best you, you're going to have it. That's why Simeon said, you can let me die in peace, because he knew there was something greater. There's something more. So Christmas represents that there's something to look forward to. We celebrate great things at Christmas, joy, peace, and hope. And all of those are things that you need to hold on to that sometimes are not in the moment, but we hold on knowing that God is perfecting and working and developing those things for just the right time because God is bringing you and I in process. Do we know how to wait? God, teach us how to wait. Teach us how to find the wonder in the waiting. There's a young boy who, whose mom wanted him so bad to learn how to play the piano. He just didn't have the patience for it and didn't want to take the time, didn't really feel like bothering to play the piano and Mom said to him one day, she said, son, and she did this to intrigue him and to to get him a challenge because she knew if she could challenge him a little bit, he'd be a little more interested. And she said to him, son, when you learn to play the scale, there is the greatest message is found in the scale. He one day sat down at the piano just from what he knew, and he kind of had this attitude of, I don't believe that this is worth it, but mom says there's the greatest message. And sometimes it's not to prove mom right, but it's to prove mom wrong. Oh, you know what it's like sometimes that even the way we can live our lives. And so he sat down and he was ready to play the scale. And when he did, he sat down to the piano. And as he touched one key at a time, this is what it sounded like. He knew he had heard that sound before. But he stopped to try and find the message of hope. Or to find the greatest news that could be found in it. And he's not able to see it. He says to his mom, he says, Mom... You said that this was the greatest message, that the scale, that inside the scale was the greatest message. He said, I can't hear it. I don't even recognize it. It's not in there. Mom smiles real big, sets down at the piano with him, and she says, well, here's the problem. You're playing it the wrong way you've got to play it the right direction when you play it the right way. And so he sat there again, not yet convinced, but at least giving it another shot, not yet convinced that mom even knew what she was talking about, but he sat there, and this time he played the same scale, but in the opposite direction, and it produced this sound. Sounded different, but it didn't really sound like anything that would make a difference. And so being proven, Of his own thought, he said, it's just the same thing the other way. It's not making any difference. It's not making any sense. It's not working. Mom smiled real big again. And she said, not only do you have to play it the right way, the right direction, but you've got to learn how to wait. And mom began to take over this time. And mom said, when you add the right pauses, it's now not just a normal scale. It sounds like this. If you learn how to wait, if you learn how to wait, if you learn how to wait, joy to the world, the Lord has come. We've been waiting for 700 years. We've been waiting. Simeon says, I'm old in age, but you gave me a promise. You said my eyes would see the salvation. Simeon on that day held salvation in his hand. The Roman soldier still outside of the temple guarding. Still the opposition against him. But hope was in his possession. See, not only did Jesus come once, but he's coming again. And the earth will once again receive their king. Have you learned to wait? Have you learned to move in the right direction? Have you learned to prepare your heart and maybe even your candles? Because the light of the world has come. And allow the light of the world, the hope who is Jesus, to learn how to wait On him to learn how to find the wonder in the waiting that it's not only wonderful because God is going to bring something great to you, but it's wonderful because God is doing something great inside of you in the process. Just wait a little longer, just wait a little longer, just wait a little longer. I know you're waiting for that right relationship, just wait a little longer, just wait on God. I know you're waiting for that for that business to plan out and just pan out in just the right way. Wait a little longer. Don't let something get ahead of God. Just wait a little longer because if you know how to wait, that's where you'll find the joy. The joy won't always mean everything comes at the moment you want it to come, but the joy will be this, that I know my King is among me, that the King has come, that He is bringing hope into our world. Have you received Him today, on this Christmas Eve? Do you know what it is to have the joy know the hope it's only found in knowing Jesus when we learn to wait on him joy
1: to the world the Lord is come let earth receive joy to the earth the Savior reigns. Let me
0: It. I want to sing this chorus again of, No more let sin He comes to rule the earth With truth and grace Let's sing that verse or that, that that together That He comes to rule He rules the world He rules the world
1: With truth and grace And makes the new the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders
0: and wonders of his love love. our prayers that you'd be filled with the wonder of the love of jesus this christmas beyond the lights beyond the wrapping paper, beyond the gatherings would be the hope that comes and never leaves. We said a couple weeks ago that to find wonderful things is good, but the problem with wonderful things is they come and they go. But when you find the one who is named wonderful, he never leaves us. He never leaves us. I don't know what it is that you're waiting on. I don't know what it is that you're experiencing, but I would encourage you today to wait with hope, that let your waiting come to an end. Even as Simeon said, you can depart, let your servant depart in peace. I can depart. And here's what he said, the waiting's over. I'm holding on to the one who is the promise. The waiting's over. The most important thing is that we are waiting to see Jesus again. Either Jesus comes again, or we breathe our last breath on this earth. But let me ask you this Christmas, are you able to say with peace, I'm ready to go? I'm ready to see Jesus. He came the first time. Are you ready to see him when he comes the second time?